Atlanta sports fans are all too used to hear. Until now. No more negative expectations. No more playing the victim. No more fair weather freeloaders. No more. 38-yard field goal by Morton Anderson. The hold, the kick, it's on the way, it's up, and it's going! From the Mesmerized Studios in Woodstock, Georgia, Believe Entertainment proudly presents Believe in Atlanta Sports with your hosts, Robert Taylor and the Commissioner, Mark Rich. Hello, Atlanta sports fans, and welcome back. And you know, before I even get into that, I'm a little confused as to what number episode this is. Is this... Do we number the golf tournament, or is that just a one-off? I think the golf tournament episode is an official episode, so I want to say that was 14. So this is six, sweet 16. Let's get the cake out and the candles, man. We are we can drive a car now here at Believe in Atlanta Sports. We're old enough to drive. Not on the, not on the throughway, as they say, across the pond. Uh, and do we still need an adult in the no, we're 16, man. We can we can get the keys to Dad's car. We can take it for a spin. Speaking of taking things for a spin, we're going to take the Falcons for a spin right now because they took us for a spin yesterday. And depending on who you are, if you're a good Falcons fan or a bad Falcons fan, I'm pointing my finger. I'm telling you, man, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to let up until I knock some sense into you people because you've all lost your minds. You have gone haywire because let's talk about it. They drop it 31 to 27 to the Rams. And I said this yesterday, and I think I told you, I said, I can comfortably say this without feeling like an armchair GM that a better quarterback wins that game for the Falcons. Now, what does that mean? I told you, you know, I went back, I watched a little highlights from the saints. I read, I looked at some numbers, blah, blah, blah. And then I watched that entire, I did miss a couple here and there. Cause I was, uh, in the lab, I did a, a new smoked wing recipe. I got out the buttermilk brine, and I sent you a text, too. I'm just saying maybe just float the idea to Mr. Sellers that with our with our powers combined. My brine, his spice, we probably have just created the world's greatest chicken wing because, and I didn't even get to brine him as long as I wanted. They didn't, I wanted to do, I want to do like a 12 or 18 hour brine because what, for those of you that are interested in cooking, and I know we've got to talk about, I know I just went off, I steered off a side road here, but guess what? It's our show. We do what we want. Hut, hut. <laughs> That's a shout out to an old friend of mine. Uh, but, um, so yeah. So what it, for those cooking, cooking 101, buttermilk is acidic and, and it breaks down the uh, skin and the tissue and it makes it more tender and juicy, but also makes them crispier. Now these weren't as crispy because I, uh, you don't get the you don't get the fire right every time. You got to get the coals just right to do the smoked wings. You got to keep it kind of low and slow. And I don't have my my big boy grill yet. I just got a little 
one of those little Weber. Still waiting on that one. Weber, Weber, whatever, uh, Smoky Joe's, you know. But it, it gets the job done. I like it. I've, I've pulled some great stuff off that grill. Long story short, but they were they were good, man. They were fire. Uh, so we got a dang good recipe in the works. But back to Mariota. What does that mean? What I saw in this game is a Falcons team that didn't quit. I mean, it was nice to see them fight back late in the game. And, and, and even though they were down, man, I, I, was, just, I was really hoping they were going to pull it out because uh, Mark Sanchez said it. You know, he said, does this exercise the demons? Because they were down 28-3. to three. It would have been – we would have had a uh, – not that we don't have a lot of great stuff to talk about, but, man, we could have had a whole episode or two off of, you know, hey – we we've we we got out the smudging uh, uh, herbs and and we we rid ourselves of the twenty eight to three demon because we came back from twenty eight to three against the current Super Bowl champs, but we didn't. But it was nice to see them hang around. They, that was their first punt block since like ninety three, something crazy like that. Troy Anderson, yeah, a um, sweetheart, yeah. So you know uh, th- there were bright spots. T- 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 we were ten points. Well, we were, you know, spread was 10. We were favored to lose, not favored. What am I try, even trying to say here? I'm just getting, I'm, I'm so worked up about uh, new smoked wing recipes and, and crummy Atlanta fans that I, I've, I've gotten out of sorts. But <laughs> We're supposed to lose by 10 and a half points. There you that go. That was the spread. For the save. Commissioner for the save. So, Drake London. Boy, he looked like a gamer yesterday. First time I've ever gotten to see him play ever. I've seen some highlights from USC, but... Boy, he sure looks like he uh, it could be a be competitive something. hurdler. Yeah, he sure looks like he might be the guy. Everybody keeps talking about, and this is another thing that I just, I, I don't, it drives me crazy. I don't know why it does. It always will. But people, well, you know, out in the Twitterverse, I'm interacting with people that, and I see the, uh, uh, do we win that game if Ridley's in? Who cares? He's not here, and he ain't ever going to be here again. It's not a, uh, clearly, it's not about who's on the field. It's who's delivering the football. Yeah. If Ridley's on the field, do we have a better chance? Yes. The answer is yes. He's a very, very good receiver, an incredible route runner. We're definitely better with him on the field than without him. Um, but do we get him the ball? That's that's the thing. Like it, It's it's a cool hypothetical. Yeah. But Here. the answer is yes. We we have a better shot at it, but like it's not happening. So why why are we talking about? Here's it? a uh, a saying that I throw out there once in a while, and my girlfriend Valerie would say it's an it's an old man saying, even though I I am not old, because age is just a number. We can we won't get Time into that whole thing. Yes, it is a construct. We live in the matrix. Mm-hmm. But something I heard from my uh, my old Southern gentlemen dudes guys whatever that raised me uh and and I, I stick to this if ifs and buts were sugar and nuts what a merry christmas we would all have and it just means who cares about the ifs that's like saying what if i mean in last episode what if freddie freeman he's not here yeah what if not here doesn't matter if it, if you lead any kind of sports talk off with if in my world just shut up because you're not talking about reality i'm, I'm just a very like reality-based, grounded, like, we don't have Calvin Ridley. We're never going to – I don't care. Even after this year is over, you're never going to see Calvin Ridley in a Falcons uniform again. You should not. But You're but never going to. The crazy part to me is that there was so, there's so much from this game. And, like, obviously, I actually don't mind the question as much because maybe the person's like, man, if he didn't 
if he didn't flake on us and if he wasn't who he was, do you think we can win that game if we if we had him if we were in that situation? But it's it's more than that. That it it happens on a much larger scale, way more often. Like, oh, do you think we would have won that game if Matt Ryan was the quarterback? Or yes, you know, everybody. Everybody does that. Matt Ryan had a terrible day he did. yesterday. He did. They lost twenty four to nothing to the Jaguars. Woo. But but the whole thing is there was so much going on in that game and so much to take away from that game, good, bad, and ugly, that like I, I don't understand like why why your head's there. Like because it can't happen. You can't win that game. Again. The game's it, over. It's because for whatever reason, Falcons fans are babies. Baby, they're babies. They're already talking about get Arthur Smith out of here and FedEx doesn't deliver packages that good anyway for you to be cocky. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Somebody said that on Twitter. Like, what does that even mean? He doesn't even work at, I don't even know if he ever worked at FedEx. His, but yes, his father founded FedEx. For those of you that don't know, Arthur Smith's family are billionaires. They are the FedEx family, FedEx field. And he chooses to coach football. Yeah. So, but, but I don't it. get that. Think like, about it. And, and we said this on another episode. Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot are quite possibly going through one of the more challenging rebuilds we've seen in the NFL in a long time. Dimitrov wrecked the money for us. It's it's wrecked. We it's it's we are in dire straits. We don't have money to sign anyone. Anyone. Till next year. Till next year. And we we didn't have a lot of trade capital. We didn't have a lot of players that were wanted by we, – we, period. Let's just end it there. No money, no trade capital. Here's kind of what you got. Well, you may get some discount players, some guys to, you know, kick the tires on, which, God, how many wide receivers did we kick the tires on? But, but look what you got. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I have theories. Somebody posed a question to me yesterday. Um, or – Maybe I think it was on Facebook. Somebody said something about, uh, you know, Mariota's not the guy. And right underneath it, it said, unless you're tanking, dot, dot, dot. And I I told you before, like, I'd love to see progression and lose every game by one point. And I'm being facetious. I don't really want to lose every single game. But I'd love for this team to improve and have a good draft pick. That's the moral of the story there. Yeah. Mariota's playing right into that that plan right now. It's also playing into my hopefully see Desmond Ritter before week five plan. I think you will because what I said, and I and I texted you, I put it out on Twitter, I said, what I see right now, and look, 27-31 against the former Super Bowl champs is progress to me. I, and, and the way they, they fought back, and I to, even told you, I'm probably repeating myself now, a better quarterback wins that game for Atlanta. But another thing too, Koo misses a field goal. That's three points you left on the off the board. Uh, they got two picks against Stafford, didn't capitalize on them. That's another 14 points. He throws the pick to Ramsey, and I said a better quarterback gets that throw down a little bit and puts it in his chest right between the numbers, and you catch that ball and you probably score. That's So what are we up to now, 24 points? That's 24 missing points. And I said he's making bad decisions with the football. He's not playing with confidence, and he doesn't, look comfortable uh, so that's exactly what I and he's indecisive say. that's it bad decisions and indecisive so the indecision leads to the bad decision you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's that's the tough part to me that 
There's one play in particular. It's a, a comeback route to Drake London broke off a play and he's coming back and he overthrows Drake what wide open. Um, it's little stuff like that. It's the indecision that the throw to Brian Edwards that Jalen Ramsey picks off. You sell that one. You say if you hit him in the chest, that's six. And, and that's great that all I'm saying is you had Kyle Pitts leak out on the left side and if you want to throw a 50-50 ball away from Jalen Ramsey with Kyle Pitts, who, mind you, only had two catches the entire game. 19 and yards. I know you're I know you're going down that path in your beautiful jersey. Um <laughs> But you it's the thing is, like if you're gonna throw if you're gonna throw that ball and you know it's it could be a 50-50 ball, and you got Drake on one side and you have Kyle on the other side and you choose to go against perennial pro bowler Jalen Ramsey, and I just don't understand. Like, we have those two guys for a specific reason. I And somebody said uh, that Arthur Smith is not calling plays for Kyle Pitts. Arthur Smith doesn't have a, a remote controller. Arthur Smith does not have the ability to tell Marcus Mariota who to throw the ball to. Mm-hmm. He, he may be calling the plays. They're called progressions, by the way. Yeah. You go through your progressions he may and you check down and all that fun stuff. Well, and this is where indecisions comes into play. And we talked about how possibly his running um, was indecision uh, and not letting the play fully develop. And maybe that's what caused Pitts not to have any success in the first game. And now we come to the second game, more of the same. And I'm... I mean, I'd have to rewatch the game to see if they're just still, are, are they just still like double, triple teaming Kyle Pitts and Kyle can't get open because I don't believe it. I've, I watched him go open on a couple of plays and the ball just go get put somewhere else. I just, you have to make that a priority. I've never been a fan of like making sure someone gets their catches. You know what I mean? Like you don't, don't, don't force it to somebody. Just yeah. Just because, but like on this team, on this team that we have assembled here, like you want to make an asserted effort to run plays to make Drake London and Kyle Pitts a big part of your offense. Um, I don't know if that's why we lost or not. It it could have happened either way, but I, I think it's kind of a something you have to point to. I mean, and again, if you go by what people say, he's a generational talent. He's got that kind of athletic ability. They call him the unicorn. So to to two for night. I mean, that's why I wore the jersey today. I'm like lobbying, like you know, if he's supposedly, you know, the best offensive weapon you have, you've got to find a way to get the ball in in his hands and uh, and allow him to make plays, allow him to make people miss, allow him to use his speed and skills as a tight end hybrid, whatever he is, as, as an offensive weapon. You have to now that Arthur Smith was like, "Hey, we're not playing fantasy football; we're trying to win." That was the kind of a weird thing, but he's right. But I think one thing too is just like, look, after one season and two games against the Saints and the Super Bowl champions, Arthur Smith is not on the hot seat. It is not time to run him out of town. He is not a bad coach. He's just got to get the right pieces in place. And I mean, you want to talk about rebuild? I mean, we are at the bottom. We haven't even finished laying the foundation yet. 
It is not time, and, I, and I'll say this until I'm blue in the face. If you see me out at a Falcons game, we can talk about it, but somebody probably wants to punch me, but I'm sick of it. I am absolutely sick of the, the negativity, just the garbage comments, and the lack of support for this team and this organization and the players involved, and, and we're, we are not alone. We are not alone in this. We have, we have heard people say it. You got guys at your tailgate. They're out there. And and, and I'm, if you're one of those people that after two games in, in year two of Smith-Fontenot that are screaming for their heads, pack your shit and get out. <laughs> I am not. I don't want you around. No, I, I don't want you at a tailgate. I don't want to sit next to you at a game. I don't want to talk to you in a bar. I don't want to talk to you about Falcons football, I period, really just don't because want, you don't know what you're talking about. I don't want to see you back when we're good either. Exactly. Like, this is, this is a, I mean, it's a big rebuild. Now, is it disappointing to lose to the Saints the way we lost to the Saints? Yes, but we weren't supposed to be in that game in the first place, according to everybody. Okay, so so take it for what it was. We we have we have a lot of holes on this team. We did what we did. Now the Rams got embarrassed week one. Defending Super Bowl champion Rams got embarrassed week one. So if you don't think Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup. The litany, Bobby Wagner, the litany of very, very, very good football players that this L.A. Rams team has didn't come into this game pissed off. The fact that we were able to scratch and claw back from a 28-3 to mm-hmm. deficit, and mind mm-hmm. you, you are the same people that bitched about how bad we were to be down 28-3 to and then bitched that we didn't come all the way back and win it. You, If you're not going to find anything or look for it, you're not going to find anything good if you don't look for anything good. Um, silver linings, man. I, you know that's how I live my life. Silver linings. That's legitimately how I live my life. There, there's so much good stuff. I one of one of my friends was like, "Oh, AJ Terrell is just getting torched this year," and I'm like, "Deep breath, okay." Two games in, yeah. Two games, two on, games in, and I, I listen. If you uh, if you're bored, you're bored out there. Go go look and see all the wide receivers that AJ Terrell is going to have to cover this year. It's, it's not pretty. It's not pretty for AJ and uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's a team game. It's still a team game, but he's not getting torched. And if, if there's somebody, if, if you don't like him on the team, if that's your problem, your problem is that two back shoulder touchdowns to Michael Thomas and one Allen Robinson touchdown against the Rams. If, if that's your problem with him right now, you're in a good spot. You don't know it, but you're in, in a pretty good spot. So what Mariota ha- – and I said this after the game, texting around with people. Mariota has to have a very strong showing against Seattle. I would almost argue he has to win that game. Like he has to be a big reason why Atlanta wins that game. Because if he doesn't, if he looks the same, kind of indecisive, not in sync with his receivers, overthrowing, underthrowing – kind of not making good decisions with the football, you very well might see Ritter start game four, and I think that's the Browns like you were talking Browns about. Browns at home. You know, I'll, I'll say you're probably right. Um, but I, I hate it for the guy because I really want it. And it's still, it's still two games. Uh, a young lady on Twitter uh, asked me, she's like, how, how many more games do you get them, or is it Ritter time? And I said, I think one to two more. You know, uh, I don't know what's going on. I mean, could he flip a switch between now and Seattle? Of course he could. 
going to have a great practice this week, get in the film room, get with Arthur. Um, maybe somebody just needs to to pat him on the back and say, hey, Marcus, you're, you're, you're the guy here, okay? You're the leader. You're the quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. You got this. Maybe that's just one thing that needs to happen. Who knows? But, again, we're not gonna we're not gonna pretend we run the team. But as a couple of fans, seeing what we've seen over two games, I would I would like to think, and I would have to think, if he has another poor showing, because I don't think I, I you can't rate either of his performances these last two games as good, mediocre at best. I I would think it, the the problem is is that the the mistakes way outweigh the the negative outweighs the positive, because the the mistakes are just like glaring, the the fumble. The trying to extend the play in the fumble against the Saints, um, the two picks. I mean, it's just the the Jalen Ramsey pick, man. I I I know what you said, and it makes sense, but it's just it seems like just like the wrong decision in that scenario. It's the wrong decision. To yeah. Make. Well, I think I'll always be that guy too to say unless you're standing where in Marcus Mariota's shoes, it's easy to to look out around him and say, well, there's a wide open. And he's got, you know, Aaron Donald coming at him. So, but not that, not that better quarterbacks wouldn't have seen Drake London or made a better decision, but I, I'm telling you a, a Peyton Manning or a Matthew Stafford or anybody else would have just boom. It's, it's right there. Not a hundred, a hundred percent. And I hesitate like, cause I, I have nothing against Marcus Mariota. I, you know how I feel. Everybody who listens to the show knows that I want to see what we have in Ritter I have nothing against Mariota, but what you're showing me is that for all the good you have, your your bad is going to be the thing that I question. Did it cost us the game? Not did your did your good help us win? It's did your bad cost us the game right now? And I, man, he he could still be a little bit rusty. Like there's, yeah. I, I can play devil's advocate all day. I I could be his best friend and talk very positively about it, but what I want in, in my narrative for the Falcons. Um, he's actually, Mariota's either playing into it how I, I wanted or he's playing into it the other way that I wanted. And we'll get to see Ritter earlier. So either way, I'm not pissed about anything. Um, I just I just see two or three plays that are the difference between the Falcons being 0-2 and 2-0. Hey, man. And, and again, it's it's Monday morning. It's not even lunchtime yet here in Atlanta. We haven't seen – I haven't seen any headlines or, or, or anything today, and we still have a whole week. Ritter could start against the Seahawks. We don't know. A lot happens in the NFL in, in a week's time before from one game day to the next. So we, we have no idea of how that's going to play out. I'm just saying – and again, I think, you know, like the guy said on the golf course, like, hey, if J.P. Lossman's your quarterback, then he's your quarterback. Right now what I'm saying is, hey, Marcus – get back out there against Seattle. Let's let's get this thing cleaned up. You're 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 the guy. I'm Amen. still and I'm still with you. If you, know? you ever listen or if anybody listens that knows him, please let him know like I'm behind him. I'm I'm just telling you what I see. I am I am I am I dissatisfied with his performance in two games? Absolutely. I think he can be better. I hope the hope is he can be better, but if he can't be better, yeah, man, why not get the kids some game experience? Did you have lofty expectations, or did you have hope? Because I had hope. I did not have lofty expectations just because of his career thus far. What I did know is he's comfortable with Arthur Smith. He's a young guy with a pretty good arm, 
And sometimes it's like the whole change of scenery thing. You know, like Cordero Patterson came here and had a career rejuvenation, had a career year last year. It was awesome to see. Guy's 31 years old. That's another problem, too. Somebody's got, I mean, our, our good buddy, you remember, uh, do you remember Ian Robinson? I don't know if you remember him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so good buddy texting with him yesterday uh, during the Bears-Packers uh, game. He's a Packers guy. Uh, I I just, you know, man, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> Where was I going with that? I oh, running back, running back, running back. Cordell Patterson. Sorry, guys, I'm all over the place, heavily caffeinated. I'm ADD, too, so something you're going to have to deal with on this show. Uh, he said, you know, when your feature player, one of your best offensive weapons is kind of a, a failed first-round draft pick at 31 years old and a wide receiver, he's like, that's not great. And I was like, well, not ideal, but, I mean, if you get production out of the guy, who cares? But, yeah, it's a little, but I just, guess, maybe embarrassing to say our best player or our best running back is a, not is a wide receiver. You can, you, know. you can silver linings this one because yeah. we went out and got this guy and that's what he became. Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to, if you want to look at how good Arthur Smith is at what he does, he put that guy in the running back position yeah. and helped make him very successful. Well, you know, people say that Arthur Smith is kind of a uh, Belichick like in that aspect is that he finds players and plays to their strengths and puts them in situations to be successful. And so, I mean, we'll see. I, it's just man, you just want to get back to the to the. The top of the mountain. Sure, of course. Because how? I mean, it's just because. Sorry to interrupt, but I mean, the, it's the eighties. P U. Fucking stank. P U for an entire decade. Cool ass uniforms though. Yeah, bright spot with uh, Glanville came in. Bright spot with Reeves down a little bit. I mean, it's either like the Falcons are very very good, or P U. You can. Smell the rotting falcon carcass for all the way out on the west coast. You know, there's really no like. How do you how do you feel right now though? Like because I I haven't been I haven't been through a Falcons rebuild, um, and the NFL is is so much the NFL is so different. You know, college football is one thing, and they're implementing things that are NFL like, right? But you can have a down year in college football in one recruiting class. And change everything. Oh, yeah. The NFL is so different, even with free agency, because with the salary cap and everything, you have to, you, you, you need to, you have to figure things out. And sometimes the way you set yourself up can decimate you uh, or bad draft picks. We've had so many bad drafts that set us back. And even though we were competitive, like had we, had we hit on one or two of those guys in every one of those drafts, you don't see that off a cliff. Dive. You don't you don't hold guys through their contract and lose them for nothing because you have you have new talent coming in behind them. If you're devoid of talent for four or five years in a row, young talent and those guys are just off your team for no good reason, you get nothing back for them. Like that's that's hard to overcome. And that's where the Falcons end up going out and overpaying not great players to come in to try to fill gaps. And then we get in our money situation right now. Like I, I honestly think like you, you go out and you get Cordero Patterson for for next to nothing for what his production is, and and he's a guy that's been like a a not a featured wide receiver, but somebody that's been a special teamer and got in as a wide receiver where he could, a la Devin Hester, who's a kick returner but played wide receiver. 
Speaking, speaking of that, I, this is something that came across my mind over the weekend. You don't see in college or the NFL, and it could just be me. You don't see there's not a, there's not guys that are doing that much anymore. Kick Ret- returning, yeah, or punts. You don't see it a lot anymore. That's they, Am I right? They changed they changed the rules. They move the where you kick from. They yeah. they change it to avoid because a man. Those used to be the biggest collisions on the field. Man, I, I love I love watching Dave take one back. Man, watching Prime do it back in the day. But, you know, it's no secret Dimitrov just wrecked us. He, I mean, he bet it all to get to the Super Bowl quick. He, what did he give up? I mean, he gave up a, so much to get Julio Jones. They, you know, he, King's he, ransom. He spent like a drunken sailor, you yeah. know. And, and But so my expectation is good draft next year. I don't know. Uh, winning record. I won't say make the playoffs. Just winning record. I don't. I don't even care if it's, you know, Nine and eight, well, ten and seven. Just winning, you win. You finish above five hundred, and then year four, you, you make a playoff run. Sure, and and that's that's one hundred percent on track with what I'm thinking. Is because this year, why I want a good draft pick in next year's draft because when we have a little bit of money and we're able to spend that get one more good group of young players on this team we're able to use that money to fill holes with proven commodities maybe even two more good drafts no no no. but I, I don't want to stop drafting well i mean high pick oh that's what i'm saying yeah. i mean like even after like even after this season like maybe even next season if you go you know eight and nine or you know nine and eight still got a pretty good draft position sure yeah, yeah. Because I, you know, everybody's uh, everybody in the uh, any sports team when you're doing a rebuild, they want to let's let's get it done as quick as possible. Let's get back to winning. I'm kind of with the Falcons. The, what my mindset is: slow and steady wins the race. Let's take our time. Let's do it right. Let's not overspend. Let's be patient. And if and so, what if we don't uh, start to see real returns until year five or year six of this regime? If they get it done better, if they can. If, you know, Kirsten grows down there in the lab, can move some stuff around and find some, you know, diamonds in the rough and some great players assigned and we get some talent, great. But I don't care. I want to see the Falcons be awesome again and beat ass on Sunday just like everybody else. But, but that's I'm thing. willing to wait if it means the ultimate goal of completing, not completing, but another piece because I want the Hawks to win the trophy too. But that I, was- want a, I want a Lombardi trophy. And then I want, I mean, I, they could do it at the same time, but I, I want i want every major franchise to have a title in this town. Amen to that. And I got time. If it takes a little bit longer, so what? It doesn't have to be in the, you know, I don't care if it's year six. I don't care if I turned 50 and then the Falcons. I don't care. 100%. I'm so. 100% with you. The whole uh, Dimitrov, uh, Quinn, that whole regime was hurry up and win. It, it seemed just throwing money at trying to win now and like there was no there was no building if you look at it literally the foundation was crumbling from underneath us and we kept trying to build on top of it it mm-hmm. we all watched it happen and we just so happened to make a go on a super bowl run but after that like the the writing was on the wall there you saw it crumbling from yeah. underneath you after that um it, even the way it ended like when it ended like that then you had to like go back and reevaluate and you're like oh boy it's not going to get better from here we're not we're not we weren't on an upswing like that was that was a shot 
that we had our shot right there. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, the window closed quickly. Uh, I was I was even on board with keeping Matt Ryan around and saying, you know, hey, he's still got a little bit of a window, but. Um, man, after Cashish. watching after watching uh, Lance go down yesterday and Jimmy G go back in, I told Justin Davis, our good buddy, I said, man, I said all along, San Francisco would have been a great spot for Matt Ryan. Get him back with Shanahan. 100%. I wish that would have happened. I, th- I think you go to – I think San Francisco goes to the Super Bowl with a Matt Ryan out there. But I don't know, man. And, again, like you said, they looked awful against the dang Jags yesterday. But – yeah, I, I, I just – my message, and some of you will get this, and some of you are just going to completely continue to be ignorant, stubborn, just morons. You're going to be crybabies. It's no, no matter what the – there's literally Falcons fans out there that are just these self-loathing, just no matter what they do, no matter what they do, they're never going to be happy. They're always going to complain. And just stop. Be a better fan, or, or go find another team. Go, go pick up, go jump on a bandwagon somewhere. Because here's here's my thing, and I think this is uh, there's other you know the Browns boy if they ever win a Super Bowl, when you suffer, when you have to go through some tough turbulent times and you're down and, and other other teams fans can kind of they've got ammunition against you and everything. The come up, it's boy, so sweet. that come up for Georgia after just having to listen to Florida fans and LSU fans and Tennessee fans it and Alabama fans good. and Auburn fans, like all that, and let's just go ahead and say it, all that shit that we had to eat for, and you and our uh, God, we're in our 40s now, for decades made it all. I mean, I was on my hands and knees crying in tears of joy and just laughing watching Georgia win that national title. It made it that much more special, that much more sweeter the, to have to endure all that. And that's, you know, just to kind of close this episode out, like that is, and, and I know, uh, broken record, we're beating a dead horse, but I can't say it enough. He can't say it enough. We're out there. Like, you, we have got to change the culture in Atlanta. I'm not saying it's like, you know, if we don't, the Falcons aren't going to be good. It's just I'm tired of listening to it. I'm tired of listening to all of you just be – in a world where there's already so much negativity in the world, do we have to bring it into the sports arena? Can we all just have fun and, and be positive and, and enjoy a team and just support them and understand that, hey, it is a shit situation in, in Atlanta with the Falcons and the organization. Can we just put a little bit of faith in Arthur Smith and, the, and, and those guys and, and give them a chance? It's the easiest thing to do in this situation. Cost you nothing. Yeah, please, please listen to me. It's the easiest thing to do. We are in a rebuild. We know we are in a rebuild. The whole world knows we're in a rebuild. It's an okay time for us to take L's, okay? We don't mm-hmm. want to. Nobody wants to lose. But if we're losing right now, right now is where it's okay for you as a fan not to be a complete jerk about everything and to find the good things that are happening right now. Because you know what? Most of these players aren't going to be on the finished product. Most of these mm-hmm. players that we have right now will not be on the finished product when you're happy all the time, when the team is really good, that product is going to have a, a small amount of these guys. We've got a, um, we've got guys on one-year contracts. On uh, we have guys that are playing so hard right now together that scrape back from a twenty-eight to three deficit to bring it to twenty-seven thirty-one against a all-pro ridden L.A. Rams team. Okay, you didn't get the W, but you got that close. 
You watched a block punt return for a touchdown. You watch interceptions from your linebacker and your defensive backs. You you are seeing progression. You are seeing a team and a scheme come together. If it doesn't result in a W and that's the only thing that you care about, it's going to be a long, bumpy road for you. But if you can just focus in on the on the positives and the things that you can see that we're progressing in, uh, there's always going to be something to worry about and something to work on. But if you focus on the stuff that we are getting good at um, and we're doing well right now, it's going to be a much more fun ride. Do your do do your part as the twelfth man. Bring some positivity to the situation. Getting the fans in the fans, <laughs> getting the stands, getting the fan stands. That's 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 we won't go there. But uh, get I mean, get in the stands and cheer and be supportive and stop crying about every single stinking thing. You you cry incessantly. And it's annoying, and it makes us look bad. It makes people like me and him and others who try to, you know, keep keep swimming, keep pedaling the bike, you're making us look bad. When other people see us, they immediately think we're one of you, and we are not. And I'm telling you, either change it or go away. I, I'm telling you, there's a whole army of us, I guess we're the silent majority maybe, that are just sick of your crap. Yeah. We're sick of it. Yep. So straighten up and fly right. See Whoop. what I did there? See Whoop. what I did there? We'll be right with you Hawks fans in a month, too. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. I, I, I don't hate you. I don't even know a, lot, a, a, major, a ton of you. I don't know you. I just, because I love this town and I love our team and I love some of our fan base, I, I just want you to, to, to wake up. I want there to be an awakening in Atlanta, and I want you to realize that nobody in the clubhouse is acting the way you're acting. Nobody in the organization is acting the way you're acting. And fans of other teams see you. Yes, they see you. They under. They, that's why they laugh at us, because the, the vast ma- vast majority. Now we. I don't know which one of us is the majority. Um, yeah. They they know <laughs> they know that our fans are weak, and the ones that move down here and get to live amongst us, they see you all the time, and mm-hmm. they laugh at us. We that we were specifically told they laugh at us. Yeah, and it's that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing, and. I don't want an award for getting up early in the morning to go tailgate. You know why? Because I love to do that. I absolutely love it, but I'm there. I'm supporting. I'm watching every single game. I love this stuff. And if that's what you do too, if you if you tell people that you love Atlanta sports and you continue to shame them and and focus and, and push mm-hmm. the negative narrative, then like I, I don't. We are not the same. You don't are, really, and you don't really love them. We are not the yeah. We're not the same type of fan. We are not the same level of fan. We, you, it, and we'll say this on this show till we're blue in the face. I'm not telling you not to critique the team, but please stop jumping off of bridges. Yeah. Please stop jumping off. And, of and them. don't go chasing waterfalls either. Oh, Just no. stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. <laughs> I, had to I had to lighten it up a little bit. So simple. But seriously, like. And again, I'll be the, always be that guy that as I've gotten older, I've been like, hey, it is just a game. And in the grand scheme, we won't get all crazy and weird, you know, but in the grand scheme of the universe doesn't mean that much. But because it is a hobby of ours, a passion of ours, it doesn't have to be for everyone else, but it, it does matter to us while we're here on this earth when it matters to a lot of people yeah help us all just help us all and just become a better fan a better educated fan a more level-headed fan man just get out of your feels you can be an emotional passionate 
But the, and there's a difference between emotional and passionate and being in your fields. Just be better, man. And 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 hey, swing by the bird gang tailgate and just let's talk football. Come on, see me. No, don't be don't be coming by there trying to throw punches and start shit either. It's not it's not even like that. It's not that serious. But yeah, we're calling you out. We're putting you on notice, Atlanta. We've been doing it for 16 episodes now. We got to shape up as a as a fan base and be better, become more like a united front, a family. And with that said, we uh we are running out of time, but hey man, who the birds? We got Seahawks. We got the Hawks next. Out way out in the Pacific Northwest. Geno Smith and the Seahawks. And, uh, man, but it was great talking to you guys. Even the ones were jumping down your throat. It was great talking to you. We just, we love you. We just, we want to, we want to get this thing back on track because this has been a problem for a very long time in Atlanta and, and the big guys haven't really addressed it to that. I can remember but we want the teams better and we want the fan base. It's, it's a problem. It's our mission. It's kind of been, uh, you know, the more we get out there and talk to people, it's been, you know, uh, echoed. It's We're being reassured, hey, exactly, we hear you. Great job, guys. So we're going to keep coming at you. If you keep coming at us, let's all get on the same page. Have a great week. We You you will see us and hear us later this week. And, uh, man, we'll give you a little uh, Seahawks-Falcons rundown. Probably not the dogs so much. We got more Braves and God, who knows where we might go on this show. You want a quick uh, dogs rundown right now? Dogs going to win. Yeah, dogs beat Kent State. It's bad. Game over. All right, Atlanta, we've got to go, but we'll see you again real soon. We love you. We need you. Adios. Do you believe? 